Hello, my name is Monique Camella. I am a trauma-informed feminine empowerment, self-love and relationships coach. I created the Good Girl Unleashed podcast as a way to support you on your journey to liberating yourself from limiting beliefs, trauma, suppression, so that we can all come home and live authentically and unapologetically. I support my clients and my community with resolving trauma, releasing suppressed emotions in a safe, supportive way that allows them to reconnect to their authentic self and create a deeply fulfilling life and rich, nourishing relationships. I'm so grateful that you're here. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Good Girl Unleashed podcast. So today I'm here with Phoebe Hart and we are here to talk all about rest, (laughs) how to actually slow down and really allow yourself to rest, which is something I've spoken about quite a bit in different areas. I have spoken about it on the podcast as well, but even for myself, I have found that it can be really challenging to give yourself that permission to just slow down and hibernate, take self-care. There seems to be all this conditioning around the busyness, go, 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 achieve, tackle that never-ending to-do list that just keeps growing. (laughs) And I've even started to bring to awareness of like, when you get to the end of your life, do you actually sit there and wonder or like wish that you got more of those to-dos done? And I don't feel like that's what we're thinking about. Often we're regretting the things that we didn't put ourselves out there, the things we really wanted to do this, um, mm. or the time with our loved ones. And so it's like, why are we getting stuck in this cycle of like feeling like we have to do all these things all of the time, stressing ourselves out, burning out, and then you're not actually getting that much done anyway because you've got all these energy leaks. So we're going to explore this today. And something else I wanted to explore is um, I know both of us work in the somatic realm of really embodiment journeys. And something that I have noticed for myself and I noticed for a lot of other people, it's one thing to have the understanding of rest being important, slowing down being important. But how do we actually shift that on a somatic level where we allow ourselves and feel really good about taking that rest time rather than forcing the rest and then just feeling all this contraction and like, oh, I've got so much to do. <laughs> so I'm going to hand over to you, Phoebe, and I'd love for you to just introduce yourself and then, yeah, um, if you want to share anything about that. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I love this podcast space and everything that you are sharing on here. So I'm Phoebe, Phoebe Hart, and I'm originally from the UK, but I've been living in New Zealand now for the last five years on and off. And I'm a somatic practitioner, as you mentioned, and I'm currently in the process of launching my online membership space called The Rest Space, really birthed from that exact topic that you just led us into there. I see the rest space as this entity where people can come and deepen their practice of rest because I wholly believe it's a practice like anything else. And the process of getting to that space where rest is integrated into our lives in the same way that productivity is, is quite a journey for anyone who's living in this world that we're living in, specifically with the pace in which most of us live in. It is 
an expansion in itself to allow you to explore this concept of rest and what rest is and your relationship to rest. Um, and as you said, how you can then, yeah, be in the body and not so fully in just the mind and the awareness of this and create the capacity within your body to feel safe exploring rest. Because ultimately I think that's what it comes down to is a lot of people when they start to slow down, it's very, very confronting because they finally then have the space to be in the body a little bit more and with the experience of the body. And like any kind of somatic work, there's quite an unfolding web of information there once you do slow down and be with it. So I see my two things that I've got going on as very congruent with Phoebe Hart, which is my main Instagram account and where most people have kind of followed me through my own movement and practice journey um, is really in this somatic realm and how to support people in that journey of connection with self through the body. And then the rest space is this extension of what has come from that within my research, because ultimately I feel like, as you said, we are all seeking so much more presence and ease within our lives at the same time as achieving and showing up in the areas that we want to show up in. And they're two sides of the same coin at the end mm. of the day. You can't have the ability to really show up and serve within your passions or within your family or within that space unless you have that awareness of the energy you require in order to do that and how you're filling your cup up with that energy as you go. And yeah, I'm sure we'll get into it, but <laughs> see, I see rest and the types of rest that there are as energy fields at the same time, it's different cups of energy that you have to align with and understand where you're at within in order to, yeah, bring yourself into balance yeah. in some way, if balance is a thing. Yeah. I love everything you've just shared and it's it's so potent and there's so much we could delve into here um and i feel like even with the word balance there's so many ideas around balance and for me it's not about 50 percent, 50 percent. it's actually like there was um one of my other mentors a lady that i follow she was talking about the people that balance all these like random things on top of each other and it's like the perfect balance but there's like this massive piece on this tiny little thing it's like how is that balancing and it's she was talking about or referencing like how to find your own unique balance and also how that balance changes within different seasons of life. So it's not about finding this perfect balance and then just staying there forever and like trying to keep everything in place. And again, you're trying to control it, stay and being like so attached. So again, you're still kind of in that contraction of needing to hold everything in place. Um, and I find, yeah, it's, it's really finding what works for you and what you need in each moment. And I find like, something else that was coming through as you were sharing is rest becoming another to do of like mm. or your self-care practice becoming another thing to do and it's actually just masked again in the busyness of uh, it's just another thing to add to the to-do list and if you're already overwhelmed and overstretched you're not going to prioritize it because it's just like oh it's another chore <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I see that so often. 
Um, actually mainly just with the word practice in general. I'm running a five-week course at the moment, which we've just commenced around daily practice. And the core thing around that, as you said, is I'm not giving you the practice and it's not another thing to add to your checklist, but actually what's the process of us coming into connection with ourselves so that we can decipher what we need in any given moment, not be told, okay, well, okay, well, I need to practice rest today because that's really important. Another thing on the checklist. And then, as you said, it feels like a chore. There's that process again is very much just a mind-based process. And there's that missing loop of taking a moment to drop into the body and to meet yourself within this present moment. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately they are all practices. And I feel like <laughs> for me, like I'm such a tool geek, like I have the biggest yeah. tool. Um, but I think the more you explore with that realm of being with the body and with your energy and not just in the mind, it becomes more of a dialogue that is flowing between you and yourself. And it becomes easier to understand your patterning of like, oh, I'm here again. I'm feeling burnt out in this way again. What got me here? And what were the signs within my body, sensations that I can start to track to notice I'm on my way there again so that I can perhaps fill that cup up before it gets too empty next time? Yeah, and it's so essential to have that connection to the body to be attuned to yourself to know when those messages are coming through because if we're living in the mind and we're go 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 we miss out on a lot of those subtleties and those messages when the body's like screaming at us like slow down i need rest i need this i need that but we're missing it and then it goes into the extremes of fatigue and illness or disease that we start to experience and literally the body will shut down and there's mm. an incredible book that I'm always recommending to people which is when the body says no by Gabo Mate and it's like if you don't say no your body will eventually will and we don't want to get to that place we want to find that balance or that ease or that nourishment before it gets to such an intense experience where it's like you have no other choice but to rest now and so that's what I find a lot of people that are coming to me, they're at that either the verge of their body completely shutting down or they've already gone into the shutdown. But I, I really loved what you shared that when you do go into rest, you do go into stillness, it can sometimes feel like it's opening a can of worms <laughs> mm -hmm. and it's bringing up so much. It can be really confronting to actually be in that stillness. And that's why I find a lot of people will say, oh, I can't meditate. It's mm. like, well, it's a practice that you've got to be consistent with and gets easier over time. But I find when you finally give yourself that space, of course, you're going to hear all the chaos and you're going to feel all the things that's going to be intense because you've been distracted for so long. A big part of my journey was actually learning how to feel again because I was so disconnected and numb for so long, so in the head, so busy where I'd actually get incredible painful incredibly painful headaches from thinking and i was in so much pain and it took me quite a a while to actually feel safe to connect to my body mm. because it was quite intense i really had to learn how to feel all the sensations and emotions again yeah there's two things within that that i'm really interested in exploring with you not necessarily with your own personal journey but just around those topics is um, one, I think 
it's some of our soul's journeys to go into those really um, tougher moments in order to learn the learnings. But I, what I try to support most people that are within my space is understanding from a trauma-informed lens how deep or how into these experiences we have to go into in order to um, come back into regulation. Because often what I find, as we were just saying, is that a lot of us live in this yo-yo place of really high stress and sympathetic and then yo-yoing into complete dorsal mm -hmm. and disconnection. And we're not um, taught to exercise the, I'm going into polyvagal theory now, but the vagal break between sympathetic and ventral. So when I come into stress, what are the things that I can do to support me in moving back into connection mm. with a little bit more ease so that I'm not constantly yo-yoing from one side to the other. And I think this term of that I hear a lot within these spaces is like feeling all your feelings and like that can be too much and too yeah. intense for people too. So it's like this fine balance depending on like what we're working with when it comes to the body and to rest, because some people, as we just said, may be very in the mind and actually really need mental rest. But some people may be really in depth in their feelings and emotions and sensations all the time and need emotional rest and need energetic rest and space to kind of come out of that too. So engaging their mind in something might be important. So yeah, I guess like all things, like we are such a wide spectrum of many things and we all come with so many different lived experiences that when it comes to meeting the body in any way, I think we've connected over this before. Like for me, the biggest learnings I've had have been through studying trauma and through understanding how complex that can be. And if anyone is working with the body in any way, I would highly recommend having some kind of trauma education yeah. because the body's a minefield when you do come into practice in more of an emotional way in relation to the body. It can, yeah, it can uncover a lot. Yeah, and it's pretty incredible how the body works and how one experience can affect two different people completely differently. And I've always been really fascinated as I've delved more into trauma work as well of how we react, why we respond the way that we do. Um, yeah, and I so resonate with that yo-yoing. That's where I was for so long. And then when I first started to even just touched like trauma work and breath work and somatic experiencing and all of that, it was really overwhelming. And I really had to dip my toe in and then regulate, dip my toe in, so like go into that pendulation to expand my own window of tolerance, which I've spoken um, quite a bit about previously because my window of tolerance was so short. So it didn't take much to send me over and to go into high states of like stress and anxiety and fear that led to crashing, shutting yeah. down, disconnecting, numbing, looking for anything to just survive really, whether it was alcohol, whether it was Netflix or whatever yeah. it was just to stop feeling because it was so intense. Yeah. And so little by little, I was able to expand that window so I could feel a little bit more and then a little bit more. Yeah. And I really had to be patient with it. And learning to rest has been a massive part of my journey because I would just be like, oh, let's just go and dive into the deep end, do all this work. And I'd be so fatigued from it 
that I'd be like, go back into old ways, old patterns of numbing and disconnection because it was so overwhelming. And often it can feel that when you dive into this, there's so many layers. It's so complex Mm -hmm. that you're like, oh, why am I not there yet? Why am I not healed? Why is this coming back up? And (laughs) it can feel disheartening. And then you're like, oh, it's not working. And then we want to give up. And yeah. Mm. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, such a big part of the process, learning when maybe your digging is part of the pain that's there and that maybe withdrawing back a little bit can also be supportive. I I really resonate with your journey too. I was definitely someone who has had to go to the high highs and the low lows to realize that actually somewhere within the middle and working with that middle edge place was where my expansion and healing truly began. Um, And I was just actually having a conversation with my partner about this in which one of the biggest shifts that happened in my life at the time it happened was the environment and the people I was surrounded by. I I look at my life incongruent to my siblings, for example, and I look at, okay, what was my turning point where I turned towards my health in a different way to what they did? And although we had some similar life experiences that happened at the same time, I would say the people I was surrounded by who were living the embodiment of what health was to them was the gateway to me being able to go into that path myself and understand my my journey in. Um, yeah, I've gone a little bit off track there, but yeah, I think it's really important to, and maybe we can get into it, like first understand the areas of your life that aren't supporting this space that you're wanting to be in. And it's, it's quite confronting. I would say when, you know, like you said, people can land into our spaces where there's a lot going on and they're at their rock bottom in a way. Yeah. Um, But the small subtle shifts are what I'm really interested in. So not the deep dives. I think there's time for the deep dives. Mm. Um, But when it comes to any form of practice and working with the nervous system, it's the slow, gradual, consistent, repetitive work where I've seen the most um, transformation for myself and for the women that I work with too. Yeah. I found that as well of like, it's in those times where we come into rest and slowing down that we tend to receive the greatest insights and clarity and have time to reflect on what's actually going on. And I find um, like I had a really powerful experience uh, at the end of last year where mm-hmm. I also went into my own um, exhaustion from so putting so much on my plate and the body was like, nope, time to hibernate. And I'm like, but I still have so much to do. <laughs> and because I've gone through that process a number of times, it's like I'm listening and I know like I actually have to hibernate and part of me is having a little freak out about that of like, oh, but I have all these things and it's like, well, I can't do any of those things right now anyway. It's not yeah. going to, I'm not going to be productive or effective or actually get those things done in the way that I desire to because I actually need to rest right now. And I know that when I go into that rest, that's when I actually get the clarity, the inspiration, the creativity. And it was so transformative. And 
if you had watched it as like if it was a movie, it kind of looked like I wasn't really doing anything but hanging out in bed and crying. <laughs> and then all of a sudden these like downloads or these insights would start pouring through. And then I'm like, oh, I've got the message. Now I can get busy again. And then it's like, no, it's not time. Like, oh, okay, can you just tell me how long? <laughs> and so that part is still there, but it's like just meeting those parts of compassion and knowing it's okay for these parts to be freaking out or kind of wanting to be busy but I just really held myself with compassion in that and was like no it's mm. still time to rest there's still more to feel and I just kept receiving and receiving so I really experienced a new depth of power in rest in that time um but yeah I, I so resonate with with your story and your experience as well I'd love to um lean into i know we were spoke, speaking about like the different types of rest i know you just recently touched on it yeah yeah so um i made a little note before we start because i always reference this lady when i was in i would say the depths of the change that happened in the last three to four years of my life um I came across the work of Sandra Dalton Smith and she's a psychologist that defined the seven different types of rest. And it was interesting the way it came to me actually, because I'd, um, I'd just gone through a really uh, big loss in my life. My father had just passed and I was over here in New Zealand when it happened. So I had around three to four months over here in the depths of the deepest grief that I'd ever experienced um, before I knew I could fly home and be with my family to, um, yeah, scatter his ashes and be with them. And once I arrived home in the UK, I really allowed a lot of space and time within all my days there to just be in, in practice with myself, with whatever I needed, with whatever was coming through during that time. And I was in the garden practicing one day, just moving my body, listening to my body and this concept of like, okay, I can feel that my system needs rest, like, but where am I feeling I need rest? And I was asking that to myself. And at the time I was then like, okay, mind, body, spirit, they were just like my three areas. And I was like, hmm, I wonder what it's like to investigate rest just within these three spaces. And what spurred that on was for me to then, I then went and Googled um, rest types because I was like, I wonder if this is already a thing. And lo and behold, I came across Sandra's work and she'd actually defined seven different types of rest. So I was like, oh, I'm very expanded now. Like there's definitely more than what I um, thought. So the seven types that Sandra defines are physical, mental, emotional, sensory, creative, social, and spiritual. And last year I added an eighth on top of that, um, inspired by the work of Melissa Varangis, which is sexual rest as well. Um, so that's the eighth one that I've kind of added in there and, really when you strip it back and look at those different spaces for me at the time I was working full-time in a very creative role um, as a marketing and social media manager and I was dealing with a team and people every day and I was then um, wondering like 
why when I have this history of being a professional dancer and moving my body for 10 hours a day, am I coming home after this social media manager job and I'm feeling more tired than mm-hmm. I'm more depleted than I did, but in a different way. And that was the investigation for me. And I realized that, okay, you know, when I was a professional dancer and dancing 10 hours a day, I needed physical rest and I wasn't getting that from anywhere. It was coming at all angles, that physical energy I needed and not filling it back up with like actual what everyone sees as rest, the laying down, doing nothing that's physical rest. Um, but on the flip side, you know, if you're someone that's sedentary all day on your laptop, working creatively, designing this, that, and the other, I needed creative rest. And I also needed sensory rest because of the blue light and the noise and everything that I had going into my system all the time. And at times social rest too. Um, So I think that kind of breaks down those ones a little bit when it comes to mental, emotional and spiritual rest. I see the mental rest is something that I think majority people are, are needing and they don't understand how to receive or to move into that kind of rest because often it's, okay, my mind is racing, my mind is racing, my mind is racing. How do I get out of the mind, out of the mind, out of the mind? But it's more leaning into, okay, I'm energetically depleted in my mind right now. What are the things that fill that back up again? Or am I actually overloaded in my mind? What can I strip back from my mind? Mm. I.e., getting rid of some of the things on your to-do list today. Like, do you need all of those on there right now? And then perhaps another pattern will then come in in the sense that like I'm delving and delving and delving into my trauma all the time and digging and digging and digging. And that emotional rest that's needed is that actually I draw back from that for a little while. And what fills me up um, in an emotional way, maybe spending time with friends, maybe being out in nature and yeah, One of the ones that I find I've had the most fun playing with is creative rest because that's an area that I often find myself unable to just like turn off. Like I'm, whether I'm building my own business, helping someone else with theirs, it's just like this never ending stream of like creative ideas and I'm a manifester. So I feel like that comes with it. And then I'll go into that big low period, which is interesting within my design because actually I'm here to like trailblaze and then take a rest. So (laughs) (laughs) funny, I'm leaning into the rest now, but, um, yeah, like for me, like, okay, what is creative rest? How do I rest creatively? Does that mean I just don't do the things that are creative? But what I've found that what creative rest really looks like is, seeking beauty within the presence of being with something. So Mm -hmm. often it looks like for me turning off my phone, my screens, where I can't just be like going and then sitting outside and practicing presence, witnessing the beauty of the view or the horizon that I'm looking at or witnessing a bumblebee fly onto a flower or looking out at the ocean is probably my most creative feeling energy that I get just being yeah in presence with creativity that's all around us rather than creating 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 
Yeah. It's so fascinating because I can resonate with all the different pieces and the types of rest. And I remember when we were in the mastermind last year with Kayla and she was sharing um, just about how helpful it was for her. And I was like, oh my gosh, we have to talk more about this. I need to know what these types of rest are. And as I reflect, as you're sharing, I can see the times where I was like, I don't want to be around anyone. Like I need that social space. And I was like, is there something wrong with me because I'm not being social and I have no desire to be social. And then I'm thinking that I should want to have more connections or friendships or be around more people. But even my partner's like, let's go and catch up with so-and-so. And I'm like, I just really don't want to. And whenever I did, I just felt so like there was a hole in my energy tank and I was just like depleting and depleting. I was having to force conversations, which is never a nice feeling. And then even the time of like where I needed creative rest because I'm manifesting generator in my design and it's just like all these ideas. But then when I'm just like create, 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 it's like, oh, I do not want to create anything right now and i'm trying to force myself to create and i'm just Mm. hitting these blocks and nothing really feels like that potency and like there's no joy in it and so it kind of feels like this almost like a dead energy like it's just yeah it's missing its magic and so i really had to learn that when i'm not in that creative space and i need that rest to not create And I loved what you shared about the to-do list. What can I delete here? And I've been practicing that for like quite deeply for the last few months because I've also found that I will, I will always have a big to-do list and I'm okay with that. I've also got the busyness channel, (laughs) so I'm always going to be busy, but I was speaking to um, my friend Erin who does human design readings and she was talking about there's, a difference between being busy with what brings you satisfaction and joy and feels really productive and empowering and being busy for the sake of being busy and just distracting yourself. And I was like, oh, that's so fascinating. And so I'm okay being busy and having lots on the to-do list, but knowing that I don't have to do it all right now. Yeah. And so I can have like my master list, which I'll just put all these ideas and I get really excited about all the ideas but knowing I don't have to action them all. And then when I really feel into something again, coming back into the body rather than what the mind or what everyone else is telling me I should do, because that's there's so much coming into our field all the time. And there's everyone's got their opinion and their ideas and thoughts on what you should do and what's Mm going to get you the success or the relationship or whatever. And it's beautiful that we have this space to share but we need to know how to connect to our body and discern what's for me and what's not. Try it on if you like, and then feel free to delete it if it's like, actually, this isn't for me. And that's what I've been playing with for the last few months quite deeply is, is my energy behind this? Does this bring me joy? Do I want to create this? Am I excited about this? No? Okay, delete it or delegate it or whatever it is because some things are like yeah when you're running a business you're probably not going to love absolutely every task and when you're first starting out there's a lot of things you're going to have to do for yourself before you start bringing on a team and whatnot but it's like 
can I make this more fun? If it's something that's actually important and it is urgent, how can I make it more fun? How can I massage it in a way that I'm like, oh, I see how this is in service to me, to the business, to the people I'm serving. And that can bring me excitement. So maybe I don't love doing this particular task, but I can make it more enjoyable or do like bits and pieces. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I really get the sense of that as a manifesting generator thing. I'm thinking of all of the other manifesting generators I'm surrounded by and that (laughs) such a gateway to knowing that you're not working within your design is when you're not feeling the joy and the embodiment within what you're exploring. Yeah. And that feeling like you have to stay in that one lane when actually you're someone that's like got fingers everywhere. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely something um, I've had to learn like that multi-passionate where you're just like, I want to do all the things <laughs> and like reining it in. <laughs> yeah. And just really tuning into where is that joy? And that's what I love about human design as well is that knowing that we all like the different designs operate differently. And so finding that alignment for you is unique to you. And I find human design really helps with that. Yeah. I mean, I know it's going into a whole other topic, but I definitely (laughs) witnessed my design at play last year in the sense that on that mastermind that we were doing, there was so much resistance within me, like frustration within me, within trying to like follow the pace of this thing we were doing. Um, and like realizing for myself that like a lot of the stuff that I came needing to know, I already knew. And like, for me, coming into that space of like, okay, I can go at my own pace. And I see this with actually all of the women that I've worked with in the last year that are in either leadership positions within the businesses they're in, or they have their own business. It's like the permission to design things for yourself within your work-life balance so that it works for you. And with, with most people, what I've seen is that like all they needed from me was the permission to go and take that rest that they needed. Like, oh, I can go and do that. And it's like, yes, you can. (laughs) When you do, you watch, you build that trust and that safety that the rest of your world isn't going to fall apart if you go and take that moment for yourself in that way. And actually what comes from that is a whole new life force and energy to continue doing the thing that you want to do and that you love. Um, so I really felt that within myself last year, within my own design in the sense that I'm kind of here to initiate when I know it's my time to initiate and forcing myself to initiate in a time that isn't time to initiate within my body is just like the biggest uphill battle. And I'm better off actually just writing all the ideas down and then just putting them aside until that yeah. energy comes through again. And then I'm like, okay, now it can be birthed, but yeah, yeah definitely relate to your journey in yeah. that way. Yeah. I love that. And I, I think that's what a lot of us are looking for is that permission, to, permission to be ourselves, permission to take rest, permission to put ourselves out there. Like we're waiting for something outside of ourselves to give us, us the permission though. And sometimes that's it's a beautiful way to start like say someone someone coming into your space or someone coming into my space and getting that external permission 
but really what we want to do is start to come into the body and have that somatic shift that allows you to give yourself that permission Mm -hmm. um and i resonate with what you just shared about like the feeling like or that fear around if i take rest everything's going to fall apart or like i'm not going to survive and that's been such a deeply ingrained thing within me and i know it's a generational piece of Mm -hmm. like work hard go 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 keep going keep going and this fear that if i stop it's all going to fall apart i'm not going to be able to provide for my family or i'm not going to survive this all of these things and it causes so much contraction but i found like as i've just consistently met this part and nurtured myself self-soothed myself and really provided myself that container and support of you know what it's okay i've got you and really building that trust within myself but also the trust in the universe and the divine unfolding and really rewiring knowing that rest is actually what's going to allow me to thrive Mm. because I can't just keep pushing and pushing and pushing and draining my batteries thinking that I'm going to get somewhere because Mm. you you burn out in the end yeah yeah it's funny a a moment from my time in Europe this year came to my mind when you shared that story because I come from a similar lineage as you in the sense that it's like you work hard, you work nine to five, you do this, and that's the only path you can take in life in order to live in this way. And um, my partner and I stayed with my my mom for a number of months this year in England. And there was a moment where I sat down on the sofa with her and she said, I just don't understand the way that you're living. Like, I I can't get my head around it. And it was a beautiful invitation for me to be like, okay, well, what aren't you understanding within this? You know, like, I know it's a very different experience from you, but like what within me is triggering this, like, I don't understand within you. Um, And it was around this whole concept of rest and like, but if you're not doing like, how are you this, that, and the other and something that, the I'm jumping from reference to reference here, but the to be magnetic work um, with Lacey Phillips really opened me to is that if you're desiring to invite something into your life that wasn't taught to you growing up, calling in expanders within those areas and seeking out people that embody this in order to Mm. be within their space and witness how they move through life. Because until I came into connection with an incredible group of women through my last job that really embody this work-life balance and prioritize their health over anything else, I just didn't know it was possible. I knew I desired it, but there was nothing around me or supporting me that showed it was possible. So reaching out for spaces that are delving into these concepts that you want to embody yourself and surrounding yourself, whether that just be by being around them every now and then asking them questions about their life or um, practicing with them if they're offering practice in any way and expanding your conscious understanding of what life can be by witnessing them and then inviting that in yourself too. I do see within my mom now this interest in understanding how to bring 
more rest into her life after witnessing how we moved through our day-to-day way less stressed than her when we were there. Um, but that's that's the will that a lot of us are on in the sense that we cognitively think I'm not stressed, but the body is in a stressed state probably 99% of the day. Yeah. And it's not until you start to bring that awareness of what stress is within your body and how it's presenting itself then out into your life, your relationships, everything that you choose to do that you realize, oh, okay, my body's actually in stress a lot more than I realized. Yeah. Yeah, And I love that you brought that piece back in of like, who are you surrounding yourself with? Because yeah, when you've been brought up one way and it's all you kind of see around you, it kind of, it feels very foreign to go against the grain and Mm. it can be scary and you don't know if it's going to work out. Like there's no certainty. And so it can really shake up the nervous system. And Mm. I found for me, when I first started to become aware of it, like the people that talk about the, your most are like the five people that you spend most of your time with. And I'm like, but how am I meant to change that? I can't just like delete my family or like, and not that I want to. Um, But I was like, I don't know how to change that. How do I meet these people? And then all the stuff around who, why would those people even want to be around me anyway? And that not good enoughness and like feeling so small. And so for me, I started with books and podcasts and w- witnessing like teachers and other people that had shifted from really drastic kind of beginning points to like being these multi-millionaire like thought leaders and it's like they would share the depths of their journey and I could I was like wow if they can get from there to there it's possible for me too and it started to shift it I definitely found that actually being in the physical proximity and engaging with people was much more powerful but to give me a starting point that's what I had and so I was just consuming books and books and Mm -hmm that really got me on the journey and when I would fumble or fall or want to give up or it's not working for me or any of that I had those new beliefs those new seeds that were being planted that were like I know this is possible I just haven't quite figured out quite how but I know and I just kept trusting and I kept building that trust um but yeah definitely being around those people so even like listening to these kinds of podcasts and having more of these conversations with in the relationships that you have and even just meeting it with curiosity so have these conversations with people that are already in your life and just start asking the question and start really bringing that in and I find that already starts to open up your energetic field to connect with other people that are already having these conversations or willing to have these conversations and then that can help you to start shift shifting into that new energetic vibration. Yeah. Mm. I had a question for you come through when you were sharing then. Um, not so much in the who you're surrounding yourself by, but for you right now, because I'm always yeah really interested in exploring what rest means for people right now Mm. with where they're at what would you say rest looks like and is for you in your day-to-day right now Mm. for me it's 
It's like this, there's been a shift recently, like when I had that experience at the end of last year, um, that really shifted that balance for me. And so for me, it's like actually asking myself the question, is this important? Um, Cause I, I find it, my body speaks to me when it's like not fully in something. So if my mind is like, put all these things on the to-do list, but my body is like, oh, I really don't want to do this right now. For me, it's actually just taking the pause and feeling into, well, why is it that I don't want to do this? Is there maybe a block or a resistance to it? Or is it that it's actually not in alignment? It's not in my joy. And so for me, rest is almost like, like being in contemplation and being in that inner dialogue with myself and just take a pause. Like I, I wrote something in my journal. I was like, when in doubt, meditate. <laughs> I was like, just, and meditation for me is really just stopping every, like all the actions and just being present. Yeah. It's not necessarily about shutting up the mind or anything. It's actually just going within and having that inner dialogue. And I find through that inner dialogue and conversation with myself, I find my nervous system comes into rest. I'm able to reflect and gain clarity. And then I can actually from that place decide what is it that I really need right now? It's just something yeah. that I'm often asking myself and encouraging others to ask is what do I need right now? What do I need to support myself right now? And then that will actually direct me to the aligned action. And that could actually just be like, you know what, it's time to rest. It's time to put the computer away and leave mm -hmm. those to-do lists for another day. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Mm. Yeah. How about you? Oh, it's such an ever-changing yeah. <laughs> landscape for me. Um, you know, I've been in the last couple months just trying to land back into New Zealand after, yeah, a whirlwind of six months back in Europe again and um, navigating landing back into this space whilst everyone else is going into like holiday mode when I've kind of been in holiday mode for six months. So I'm kind of like ready to get going again. But the majority of people in New Zealand right now are like chilling summer holidays. Um, so it's been interesting to, for me and my partner to step back in at this time us both ready to start work again when everyone's like, I'm done with work. Like I don't want to be mm. there. So um, just allowing myself to, to work if I want to work and to not have to move with the current of everyone else. But I think when I look at rest practice for myself, there's, there's key sensations that I'm, I'm looking to link to for myself and it's not an aim. It's not a goal. Um, and often I don't experience that sensation, but I, I definitely connect rest to this state of peace within my body mm. or this landing back into my body, whether that comes with, you know, emotions and other things with it is its own thing. But, um, for me, it's always, um, sensory rest and, um, yeah, I think sensory is the biggest one. So yeah, I just spent all of yesterday, all of yesterday afternoon with my phone off, off grid, doing a little camping trip in the van. 
And it's so interesting the second that our phone service cut out and all I could be with was the nature around me. I was like, oh, okay. Like this was the peace and the presence that I've been desiring. But it takes that like um, awareness, I think, of, okay, my phone is what's draining all of my sensory energy a lot of the time. Um, and having the will to exercise connection in a different way. Yeah, I really resonated when you shared about the sensory rest. I was like, oh, that makes so much sense for me because, again, I'm always on my computer or my phone for work, but I notice when I just put those things away how much more ease I'm able to come into. I notice when I'm, when I've, like, ignored or not realized that I'm in need of that sensory rest I experience quite a bit of inflammation in the body and then I can get quite achy and so that's I'm like oh I've missed that message so again for me it's just come back into the body feel what the body is sharing with you I'm curious if um if there's anything else that you want to share about the types of rest and then maybe um something that we can offer people to start to be able to come into a rest, how can we really shift into that somatic experience that allows us to go into rest without fighting it? Mm. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, checking in with if there's anything else I wanted to share. Um, I would say that everyone's journey and relationship to rest is really different. So when it comes to, yeah, even just listening to this podcast episode, just noticing for yourself if anything's come up around not being good enough in any way or not practicing well enough or not resting well enough because ultimately our bodies are doing all of this for us anyway. And I think adding in this awareness and these spaces of working with the body or working with rest is amazing, but also just knowing that your body's nervous system is going through this process all day for you without you actually having to like concentrate on it. So it's interesting when I'm trying to grow this um, monthly membership that I'm going to launch in March, the rest space. I've been working with this concept of like, okay, deepening people's practice of rest, but at the same time, ultimately knowing that it's an unfolding practice that's happening within ourselves already, just through that wisdom of the nervous system responding to our everyday life. Mm. Um, And yeah, I guess um, sensation is the language of all of this. And so we can definitely drop into a short practice together just to tune in and to drop into that connection with self through its sensation and the language of sensation. And yeah, I I love that you are asking that question of what am I needing right now? Because that is a really beautiful one that I love to connect to as well. So yeah. Yeah. Let's go into that because I feel like the other question I was going to ask is like, when we've got the really busy mind, how do we get into the body? And for me, the gateway is coming into connection with your sensation. I think mm. it's such an incredible practice. Um, 
and then yeah I'd love to hear more about the rest space I think it sounds incredible but let's yeah we've shared a lot and <laughs> I'm sure there's quite yeah. a bit for for us all to digest but yeah maybe um coming into some felt sensation would be really beautiful yeah beautiful so first I'm just gonna get you all to flick your eyes up from your screen if you're looking at your screen right now I know we both are and we're just going to start to scan the room or the space that we're in with our eyes and just noticing for yourself as you begin to do that whether your eyes are moving smoothly around the space or whether they're darting from object to object, knowing that neither one is right or wrong, just becoming aware of the dynamic of your looking. And as you continue to scan your space, just want you to bring a really gentle, intentional breath in through the nose and out of the mouth. And two more like that, inhaling and exhale. And on this next breath in and out, finding a place, space or object within your room that feels really nourishing to pause your eyes on for a moment. Landing with an exhale here as you pause with your eyes. And just noticing as you observe this object, place or space with your eyes, anything that's floating through the mind as you observe this. Perhaps this object, place or space emotes something or invites a memory in. And as you're doing that, noticing next any sensation that's accompanying this witnessing through your eyes of this place, space or object. And we're just going to place this as our external anchor for a moment. So knowing before we close the eyes that if at any moment that sensation is too much or feels too intense, that we can reopen our eyes and come back to where we're looking externally. And as you take your next couple of breaths, we're going to really slowly close the eyes down and shift from that external gaze to the internal gaze. And perhaps just do this a couple of times for yourself, slowly opening the eyes, pausing, witnessing a really subtle shift in sensation. And then slowly closing the eyes again, again, pausing, witnessing that shift that happens from the external gaze to the internal gaze.
And depending on you, this will be different for everyone. Just noticing for yourself which gaze felt safer to be with right now in the sense that you can be with the sensation that was present without it being too intense. And we'll take three more of those gentle intentional breaths together wherever you've chosen to be. Seeing if you can hinge the jaw with your next exhale and allow the breath to flow out through a sigh. <sighs> and with that next exhale, connecting into where your center is in this current moment. And we're just going to place a hand to wherever that is. Noticing as you bring that sensation of touch into your center, any warmth that that hand allows. We're just going to gently lean our center into that hand for a moment. And from this space of connecting into your center in the here and now, we're going to invite that beautiful question that Monique posed earlier of what is it that I am needing right now? And just giving yourself the spaciousness to be with that inquiry over the next five to eight breaths. And sometimes it's supportive just within your own mind to name any sensations that are present for you here and where they're located. And then inviting that question in again with that awareness of the sensation and the location. What is this part of me needing right now? And I just want to add before we come back to our external gaze, if we're not there already, if this spaciousness of I don't know was there, just validating that that experience too is so welcome. 
and that just in taking a moment to drop into naming some of the sensations that are present there, you've taken that moment to connect in and beyond this small drop in together, just giving yourself spaciousness for anything further to come into your awareness as you move through the day. So if you're within that internal gaze, taking what you need here in order to breathe, move, sigh or shift within the body. And really taking as much time as you need before opening up those eyes again and connecting into that place, space or object within your space. Noticing as you observe it now, again, any subtle shifts from the start of this practice to now. And in your own time again, we'll come back to you, Monique. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, I really loved that. Yeah, it was a really beautiful practice. And I'm just noticing already, just feeling more embodied (laughs) which is yeah it's quite a grounding and supportive feeling yeah Mm. yeah for anyone who spends a lot of their day staring at a screen like I do at the moment (laughs) I really invite you just that simple somatic practice of orienting in your space and taking your eyes somewhere a little bit further away than just in front of you can already take such a massive shift within your system yeah yeah and I find especially like that sedentary lifestyle like bringing in a little bit of that movement slowness connecting in just I find it really nourishing I find if I'm just constantly on the screen for so long it does create a lot of that fatigue and that need for rest so yeah I really loved this conversation Mm, thanks love Mm. yeah I think in this age where our digital space is only going to continue to merge into our physical reality um yeah the topic of rest within that is is huge and um although my practice will be an online space with the little events and retreats hopefully in person um it's definitely something that i think that we should be really conscious of as we as we invite in more of yeah this digital world in our life yeah and i love um a couple of your rest examples of like putting the phone and the screen away and just sitting outside and taking in the beauty of the present moment and just really taking in the ocean or the trees 
and then also like going for a camping trip where there's no reception and just having that rest time that time to connect to the earth because i find in this digital age we have well, many of us have become really disconnected from earth and we're constantly in shoes and on screens and I remember learning about earthing and realizing how much we're actually absorbing and holding in our body, causing inflammation, which is really stressful for the body. So having that time in nature, bare feet on the earth as much as possible, so yeah. important. And free, you know, yeah. this is what I love about a lot of these practices is that they're free. You don't need to have 120,000 red light pod to lie in or uh, what are they called? PMF grounding mats, yeah. just literally bare feet on the earth and take the morning sunlight into your eyes and yeah. 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 Money saved. Yep. Sun gazing first thing in the morning and as the sun sets, so powerful. Mm. Yeah. And your breath free, <laughs> breathe, free. breathe deeply, like be connected with your breath, be present with your breath. Um, and just some of the other things that you can play with as well to even practice a couple of minutes of rest a day. It's yeah, going to yeah. be so beneficial. Mm. Cool. Mm. Thank you so much for your time today, for this conversation, for that beautiful practice. Um, is there anything else you would like to share before we close? I'd also love to know maybe a little bit more about the rest space or what you are sharing with the world at the moment um, and yeah. how people can find you yeah so to find me um i'm mainly active on instagram at with phoebe Hart, and my website is phoebeheart.com very very easy and yeah i mean mainly what i share within that is a lot about my own personal life and um around somatic practice in the nervous system and then yeah, the rest space is going to be launching in March. It will be an online membership space for mind body movement for somatic practice and rest. So multiple different practices, depending on what your nervous system state and where you're currently at. And my desire is to really tailor the membership in a way that you can come and meet your body in the way that you need mm -hmm. um, based on the various practices that I'll be guiding on there. Um, and as it's only initial stages, um, it's linked into my website. So to access the rest space, just go to phoebeheart.com and it's within that site. And yeah, I'm hoping it will slowly develop and unfold. I'm sure it will. I sat on this as a business for the last two years before gaining the energy to launch it this year. And um, yeah, I'm just really excited mm. for the community that will grow through it. That's, that's really my main aim is to create a space for multiple people seeking this to be in practice together and to be inviting rest into their life more together yeah i love it i'm excited for you and so excited for everyone that gets to jump in and immerse themselves and really make rest a priority mm -hmm. <laughs> um so thank you so much i'll make sure i link all of that below of how to find it all to make it easy cool thank you love this has been thank awesome you. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Good Girl Unleashed podcast. If you are loving this content, go ahead and subscribe to be notified of upcoming episodes. Please leave a five-star review to help me get these powerful teachings and practices to those who need it. If you would like to submit a question or would like to know more about how we can work together, send me an email to info at So much love to you, beautiful human. Until next time.